Good morning. Um, we're thinking this morning about being a living sacrifice. And uh, if you were around uh, earlier or watching online, um, we've gone through the sort of theory of that, so to speak, um, which I'll just briefly recap, and, but then sort of go a bit further with some more informal reflections. Um, and we're, we're looking at uh, the writing of the Apostle Paul in the letter to the Romans, chapter 12. Um, and this follows on from a very long exposition of the significance uh, and, and the extraordinary nature of God's love to reach out to us, to the human race, and to save us from everything that gets in the way. And having rehearsed all of that, he then writes to the Christian people, therefore, in light of all of that, I urge you to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Uh, and the image that's being used there, the image of the sacrifice we've talked about, I talked about earlier on, and just a very brief recap, when the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, a lamb was sacrificed, and the blood of the lamb was used to identify the Israelites' households on the night of the Passover, and so the Israelites were saved from their slavery. And Jesus, with his friends, when he was having a Passover supper to commemorate that, he reinterpreted it and effectively said, it was a lamb that was sacrificed, but now it's me that's going to be sacrificed, and my own personal blood will become the thing that saves you from everything that entraps you and diminishes you and inhibits your life. Sin, to give it a theological term. Um, and my death will set you free. And here, Paul takes up that principle and says, Jesus has offered himself for your sake, so now, in response, how about you live your life in devotion to Jesus? Offer your life as a living sacrifice. Count yourselves, as it were, as dead, Imagine that your life came to an end when Jesus is dead, but you have received your life back again, just as Jesus did in the resurrection. And so live your life as an offering to God to say thank you and to acknowledge and to recognize what God has done for you. Now, as a, I've got a couple of subsequent reflections that have just been gestating in my mind this morning. Um, which relates to what immediately follows on. So this passage continues. Having offered this, this urging to offer ourselves as living sacrifices, um, then the Apostle Paul kind of spells that out a bit, um, and he says this, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. For some, it's prophesying. For some, it's serving. For some, it's teaching. For some, it's encouraging. Um, for some, 
it's contributing to the needs of others. For some, it's leadership, and for some, it's showing mercy. And the list could go on. I mean, I don't think that's meant to be an exclusive list. But the headline there is that we're all different. We have different dispositions and different abilities and different gifts which God has given us, God has invested in us, as it were. And I just want to take the idea of our differences and offer two reflections on it. Um, which are really just prompted by things that I've been thinking about this, this morning as we've worshipped together. Um, the first reflection is that this passage, this urging to offer ourselves as living sacrifices, begins with a therefore, and, and the therefore, as I've explained, is in light of God's mercy, so in light of all that God has done for you. And the thing that I'm just chewing over is that we need, each of us individually, need to have some sense that is meaningful and pertinent for us on an individual level of what God has done for us. And because we're all different, that will come about in different ways. So there are various different bits of language that we use and which we've used in the songs that we've just been singing. So we use the language of forgiveness or being washed clean um, or being ransomed or having received grace or being welcomed into God's family. And um, this may not be the the case for you, um, but... For some people, it can be quite disconcerting if all of that kind of language just washes over you, if it doesn't connect. You know, people keep telling you and telling you and telling you how much God has done for you and how loved you are and how much mercy you've received, and it, it, and it just sort of just goes over your head. It doesn't actually touch you or connect with you in a way that really inspires you and really brings home to you at the deepest core of your being the reality of God having reached out to you. And it will probably be different for each of us what that thing might be um, that does that, that makes that, that connection. And I, I was just reminded of it because, you know, at the end of the 10.30 service, Doug came over to me and said, are you all right, Simon? Because I was sitting there crying. And the reason why I was crying is because we just sung a song which did that for me. It's a song which always does it for me. Um, you, can, you can tell me till you're blue in the face that God's forgiven me and that God's made me a member of his family and thing, you know, all sorts of things like that. And I'll just be going, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. That's, you know, that's great. Hallelujah. You know, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, But then when I sing that song that Jesus has opened the gate and beckoned me in, I'm just, that's what does it for me. That's the point at which I know with every fibre of my being that God is for me, that God has welcomed me. That's, That's the image which somehow, and I don't know why, but it's obviously something personal, something pertinent to me. Um, 
And I just wanted to share that because to, to, to remind us that we are all different and that if we're going to sort of proclaim this message to others, we need to try and find as many different ways of doing it as possible. You know, and if, we, if there's someone that we want to understand what it is that God loves them and we keep telling them that God loves them and we keep telling them that God loves them and it doesn't seem to have any effect, to encourage you to say, well, find a different way of doing it. Express it in a different way. Um, and for us personally, if, if any of you, if it's, ever, if it's the case for you that you've not yet found that way, that one thing, if, if all this kind of language we use in church just keeps washing over you and you haven't yet found something that really makes you go, oh my goodness, yes, wow, that's it for me. Well, don't, don't give up. Please don't give up. Keep going, keep trying, keep looking. Um, and maybe pray about it. Just express that to God. Say in your prayers, just say, God, I've heard all this stuff, and I know all this thing that people have taught me, but it's not yet, you know, it's not inspiring me. It's not driving me. What is it? Can you just please give me something that really um, speaks to me personally, that does it for me? Um, And feel free to ask other people for help as well. Pray with other people. Um, and see what God might reveal. Because um, we need that. We really need it. We can't offer ourselves as living sacrifices. We can't say, I'm going to go and live the whole of my life as an offering to God without something behind us, without there being a therefore, without, without there being an inspiration and, and a driving force. So let's not ask of ourselves something that we're not capable of, but let's really seek after God and if we've not ever had that have that moment ask God to give us that moment when there's something that connects with 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 us personally deep in our soul deep in our history deep in our emotions that makes it possible so that we're not just kind of pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps but we are genuinely responding to what God has already done for us so that's one thing I wanted to say about the fact that we're all different And the other thing that I wanted to say about the fact that we're all different is that the way in which we will be a living sacrifice, the way in which we might offer our lives to God and live day to day, will be different for each one of us. Um, And we need to kind of find the way, allow God to work through us in, in and of the person that God has made us. So let me give you an example. Um, I, was, I was told that I uh, had a, a wisdom tooth that needed to be removed. Um, and I had to go to hospital to have this done uh, surgically. I don't know how else you can do it, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Levitation would be nice. Or, but anyway, um, yeah, I had to have the tooth removed. So, I was, so off I go to hospital. So I'm sitting there in this hospital waiting room with kind of uh, all my uh, dentist fears and all my hospital fears all, you know, mashed up together, really, really not wanting to be there and really being quite nervous about what this is going to involve and what's going to happen to me. Um, and uh, it was just a sort of general waiting room, so there's all sorts of people there around. And this, uh, there's a lady, an older lady, who sort of sits down next to me, and she just, in a very sort of natural way, starts chatting um, uh, and, you know, asks me what's going on, and, 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 uh, and, I, and I tell her what I'm there for, and I tell her that I'm nervous, and she starts talking about Jesus and telling me how Jesus can release us from our fears. And, um, but in a, in a completely 
easygoing, natural way, in a sort of like slightly dotty old lady kind of way, which was very endearing for me. Um, and you know, and then she, and she goes on and almost then started offering a narrative on what she was doing. And she starts saying to me, you know, I, didn't, I don't want to come here this morning. I really don't like coming to hospital. It's horrible, isn't it? I don't like it at all. But, you know, I know that wherever I go and whatever I'm doing, the Lord's got something for me to do. And I was praying this morning. I was praying, Lord, if there's someone I can talk to this morning at the hospital, you know, show me who it is so I can talk to them. And I, I just do what the Lord tells me to do. Wow, that's amazing. And there she was, kind of in her own lovely way, in a very natural way, being a chatty older lady, seeking to offer her life to God as a living sacrifice. Now, part of the reason for me telling you that story is that I know full well that I cannot do that. <laughs> I am not like that. If I, if I start trying to have conversations and with people and telling them what Jesus has told me, it doesn't come out natural. It's terrible. I feel like a complete... Um, I don't know what I feel like, but it certainly doesn't feel natural, and I, and I know I've seen the effect it has on other people when I've tried doing it. <laughs> it does not endear them to me or to Jesus or to anything else. Because I'm not that sort of a person. I'm not a small-talk, chatty sort of a person. I can't do that. Um, and it would be a bit of a tragedy if I tried. Um, so don't think that you ever have to try and emulate someone else. Don't think that to offer your life to Jesus involves doing something very specific that actually you're not good at or that you, can't, you just can't do or that's not natural. We are all different. And the kind of things that the Apostle Paul lists in this passage here are really quite different things. You know, for one person... There's prophesying, that is, you know, listening to God, hearing something from God, and passing that on to others. For others, they're serving. That's a very different sort of thing altogether. That's practical. For another person, it's teaching. Um, for another person, it's encouraging. For another person, it's giving to support the needs of others, which is, might be done kind of behind the scenes without anyone knowing about it at all. So it, it really strikes me that those things are very different sorts of things. Um, and it wouldn't do anyone any good um, for the person who's, who's a natural encourager to suddenly start trying to serve everyone. Because they probably won't be so good at it. Um, or for the person who's a natural um, prophet to suddenly start taking on um, a role of leadership because they, you know, they're not necessarily gifted that way. Um, and it's not an exhaustive, exhaustive list, list by any means. You know, there's, there's many, many more things. So I, I am concerned to say, let's all offer our lives to God as living sacrifices, but don't think that in saying that, I'm telling you that there's something specific that you need to do. Rather, what I'm encouraging you to do is to... Work with God just as you are. To be the person that God has made you with your history and your characteristics and your likes and your dislikes and your motives and your dispositions and to just see what God can make of that, to, to offer that up, to say, God, here I am. I'm, I'm this sort of a person. 
and I, and I want to serve you. So I'm, I'm going to offer myself in whatever form that might take. And for, for some of us, that might involve having little chats with people in hospital waiting rooms and on the bus. And for others of us, it might involve doing things that are completely out of sight, that no one's ever even aware of. But be the wonderful person that God has made you personally in offering yourself to God. And if you've never had it, keep seeking after and asking God for that revelation that connects with you at the deepest possible level of what God has done for you that inspires you and motivates you so that it then becomes just natural and normal for you to offer yourself to God. It's not something that you're constantly having to sort of push yourself into. So those are my reflections that I offer for you this morning. I hope there's encouragement for you there.